listening to the weekly podcast presented by the Lighthouse Midlothian. For more information, please visit us at www.dfwlighthouse.org. Thank you and God bless. Philippians 4, 4 through 9, if you want to turn there, you can. It'll also be up on the screen. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, oh, that was kind of fun. Let's try that. Let's try that, okay? Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, rejoice. Woo! Okay. Let everyone see your gentleness. Yes, that's there. That's right there. <laughs> the Lord is near. Do not be anxious, worried about anything. But in everything, instead, in every situation, through prayer and petition and thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. Sorry. Okay, this is where we want to go this morning. That was all leading up to it. And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is worthy of respect, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if something's excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things. And what you learned and received and heard and saw in me, do these things. And the God of peace will be with you. Pretty cool promise, huh? Lord, we just thank you today that you are with us. You promised it. You've spoken it. And we're just going to look at your word today and trust you to reveal yourself in a greater way, in a deeper way. And we just give you all the glory. I thank you for your Holy Spirit today. Lord, unless your Holy Spirit illuminates your word, it's just words. So we pray for revelation, illumination, understanding God. And we thank you today for your peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, I love this scripture don't be anxious about anything. That word anxious, it means to be worried. It literally in the Greek means to be fragmented, divided in your mind. Uh, I was talking to Lenny on the phone yesterday, and he said, how are you? Well, I've been studying all this stuff. So I said, I'm at peace. And he said, well, it's better to be at peace than in pieces pretty sharp guy and I said well that's actually the Greek word meaning of anxiety 
to be disconnected, to be chaotic, to be all over the place. And we've all been there, guys, right? We visited that house, but guys, that's not where we live. We live in the house of peace. So we need to come on home where we belong, where we were created to be. You were not created for chaos, guys. You were created for peace. Instead of that anxiety, that worry, that chaos, that disconnection, in every situation through prayer, prayer, petition with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, it's beyond understanding. It's indescribable. It does not make sense sometimes how we could be at peace in the crazy, in the chaos. The peace of God will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. That is literally, he will set up a sentry in front of you. And that will be your protection in difficult times. Okay, number one. If our God is the God of peace, and it says this in verse 9, we read it, what you learned and received and heard and saw in me, do these things, and the God of peace will be with you. That's one of his names. Yahweh Shalom. The God of peace. If he is the God of peace, if we serve and worship the God of peace, and Jesus, according to Isaiah 9-6, is the Prince of Peace, then if we are in God and God's Spirit lives in us, then we're in peace. Think about that. Okay, Ephesians 2.6 says, God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. That's your spiritual position. It is with him. Amen? That's where you are. That's where you belong. That's what you were created for. 2 Corinthians 5.17 if anyone is in Christ, are you a believer today? Have you accepted Jesus Christ into your life, into your heart? Then you're in Christ. And Christ, it's not a name. It's not Jesus' last name. Okay, it's, it's the Greek word for the anointing, the anointed, and it comes from the Hebrew word for Messiah, Mashiach, it literally means anointed or smeared one. It's one who is set apart for a purpose. When, when we set someone in their role, their position, we anoint them for that purpose. And all of us as believers come in under that anointing in Christ. You all have an anointing whether you're walking in that or not. 
part of our spiritual growth and our responsibility is to discover what that is. What has God marked you for? What has he marked me for? And to discover that and to have a greater awareness of that in our lives. The enemy wants to come after that anointing, just as he came after Jesus to destroy him. The enemy is an enemy of the anointing. But we are in Christ. We're in the anointing. Just think about that. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. That old you before you were a Christian, that thief, that liar, that fill in the blank, that's not you anymore, even though the enemy would say, hey, mm -mm. it's not. You're who God says you are. You are anointed, you are blessed, you are his child. He has a purpose and a plan for each one of us to give him glory. And one of those purposes, I believe, is to display his peace in the earth. What did the angel say when Jesus Christ, the anointed, was born? Peace on earth, goodwill toward men. And when he's born again in us, the same thing should be declared. All right, if God is the God of peace, then if we're in God and God's spirit is in us, then we are in peace. I am in peace because Christ is in me. Can you say that today? I am in peace because Christ is in me. That's truth. Okay, number two. The enemy, and we talked a lot about the enemy last week. We, we focused on enemy strategies to come against the word of God and to destabilize us. This week we're talking about restabilizing, coming into peace. The enemy and the world we live in are constantly attempting to take us out of peace through lies, attacks, and deception to get us off balance. Okay, what, what's one of the... We've been given some armor to deal with the enemy. God didn't take the enemy out of the earth when Jesus Christ was crucified. Wouldn't that have been nice? No, but he gave us weapons in order to defeat the enemy. He defeated the enemy then, but it's like we're on occupied territory until God comes and reestablishes his rule and reign, which is what we read about in the book of Revelation. We're in that process, and there's still a battle going on. Although God has won the battle, we're still in the thick of it. That's reality. That's living here, right now. And so God gives us in Ephesians 6 this armor, and I like to put it on <laughs> in the spirit, helmet of salvation, 
Who's our salvation? Jesus. Okay, breastplate of righteousness. Who's our righteousness? Belt of truth. Jesus is the way, the, and the life. Okay, I got a sword in this hand. That's our offensive weapon. The sword is the word of God. Who's the word of God? Jesus. I got a shield in this hand. Okay, what? To extinguish fiery darts. Okay, the enemy's shooting these darts all the time. Who is our shield? The answer is Jesus to all these questions. All right. It's like in Sunday school. (laughs) Say Jesus or love, and you'll be right most of the time. Okay. (laughs) All right. But we've got one last little piece of armor, and I didn't really understand how this could be armor, but it's the, the shoes, the battle shoes. Okay. Our feet are covered with the good news of the gospel of Jesus. Jesus. (laughs) Well, he is our peace. You're you're correct. Prince of Peace. Good one. All right. Okay, so the peace of God, your shoes should give you stability, help you to stand, keep you in place when you're holding the ground, and they allow you to move. And whatever's down there, they protect your feet. Okay, so enemies trying to knock us down, but peace keeps us standing firm. All right, so, okay, pastor, you said that I'm in peace because I'm in Jesus. Well, I don't always feel that way. How many always feel you just walk around all the time Complete peace, never get upset, nothing ruffles your feathers. Boy, I wish I was that way. I'd be lying. You know, Marianne Brown used to say, you lie, you fry. It's not entirely correct doctrine, but it, it, it got people thinking. Okay, stuff happens, stuff hits us, stuff knocks us over... And we have to get back up again. So we have to realize this is where we live. Sometimes those fiery darts hit the shield pretty hard when we least expect it. So then we move on to number three. We need to have the mentality that we're bringing our anxieties and worries into God because we're in peace, right? That's what the truth says. That's what the word says. And when I bring a request to God, I'm bringing it into him rather than just bringing God into my situation. Do you see what the difference is? Because the enemy would have us picture ourselves as out here on our own. God, where are you? I'm over here. Do you know where I am? 
No, if you're in Christ, if you're in God, what does it say? Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. How can I rejoice with everything going on? Hello? Well, it says the Lord is near. He's here. He is in you. He is with you. He is around you. And so when I see something that's troubling, when I see something that gives me anxiety, and there's plenty, guys. I'm not, I'm not making light of that, okay? There's lots right now. We all know it. We all know it. There was a lot going on before. Before 2020, there was enough anxiety to go around. That's right. I'm just so at peace. I just, can I share some of your anxiety? Because I just feel so at peace. No, we're all sharing a lot of anxiety right now. There's a lot of chaos. Okay, but God is with us. He's in us. The anointing is on us. And as we identify those things that are attempting to knock us out of that place of peace, we bring them to our Father and we acknowledge what they are. And what is he going to do? He's going to give us that peace. Now, Bobby hit the nail on the head. Jesus, uh, this would be a real good time for you to show up. Um, the scene is over here. You know, God just, it says God is in heaven. He, he sits in heaven and laughs. And all of us have done it. All of us have given our opinion to God. And he's very patient and merciful. Okay, so the Lord being near has two different meanings, okay? We should also realize that if we're carrying around the presence of God, that's also a protection and warning that there's places we shouldn't go. There are consequences for doing some of the things we do. And when we focus on all those things in verses 8 and 9 what's true, what's worthy of respect, what's just, what's pure, what's lovely, what's commendable, something excellent or praiseworthy. Think about these things. That's part of that staying in peace. Okay, I can know about stuff that's going on that's not wonderful. It's okay to know about it because it's inevitable. But that's not where I need to stay. Again, that's not where I live. God's going to take care of that stuff. He's got it. He's got a plan. Wow. Peace. 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 There's a wonderful story in, in Mark. It's actually in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Where Jesus calms the storm. Let's look at that as we close today. It's such a good object lesson for us right now. When the evening came, he said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side. Okay, whose idea was it to cross to the other side? 
Remember, there's one of two answers. Yes, Jesus. When the evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross the other side. After they dismissed the crowd, they took Jesus with them since he was already in the boat. That's kind of funny he puts it that way. Jesus was in the boat. There were other boats with him. Soon a violent windstorm came up. I'd like to make some sound effects, but it could be distracting. Okay. You're doing good. Whoever's doing that. Okay. A violent windstorm came up. And the waves are breaking over the boat. What happens to the boat? It's rocking. Okay? I've been in storms at sea. We went snorkeling once and a storm hit off the coast of Cozumel. Well, it was very peaceful underneath the waves. The fish were just having time. But we were getting knocked all over the place. You know who was asleep in the boat? Rosemary. She was, <laughs> she was in the boat, and she was asleep. <laughs> she was having a good time. She didn't care. She was just being rocked like a baby. Rocked like a baby. <laughs> A little scary, but we made it. So I can relate. Okay, so the boat's being swamped. Looks like they're sunk. But, verse 38, Jesus is in the stern. Jesus is there, and he's sleeping on a cushion. He's all cushy. He's all comfy. And he's probably very exhausted from dealing with all the crowds. So they woke him up, and they said, basically, paraphrase, we're dying here. Rabbi, we're dying. This is bad. Jesus got up. I just, you know, if God could roll his eyes, I know that he was doing it right then and there. He got up and rebuked the wind and the sea. Silence, he commanded. Be still. And the wind died down, perfectly calm. Seas like glass again. Why are you so afraid? Why are you so afraid? He asked. Do you still have no faith? They'd been following Jesus around. For a while, I think by now they got the clue that he was God. He spoke and those waves were created. He knew God. They knew God was in the boat, but they forgot. They had a lapse. They were knocked over in their faith. Do you still have no faith? that God is greater than the storm. Verse 41 is very interesting. This is after the storm is gone. It's calm. Jesus has spoken. Remember last week the power of words? They're still overwhelmed with fear. 
And they ask each other, who is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? They're still asking, who is this? Who is this? And guys, we're all in the same boat. We've walked with God for years. We've seen him do mighty miracles. We know he is the savior of the world. We're here, whether online or in person, because we want to worship him, his majesty, his glory. But we're still subject to fear, to the wind, to the waves, to the changing that's going on all around us. We're not just in Jesus' boat. He's in our boat. He's here with us. He came to this chaotic planet to show us a better way, to show us that God's in charge, to show us that in the height of the moment, in the, in the, the hugeness of our fear, in the best of times and in the worst of times, at the wedding party when we see the miracle of the wine, that same Jesus is in the boat with us. And it was his idea to cross the lake. And when we're following him and he tells us to go and he tells us to speak and he tells us to form a community and the storm comes, our first thought is he might not really be with me after all. But he is. If it was God's idea, he's with you. And therefore, I can have peace, even in a storm, and even after the storm. We're in the boat with Jesus. If we are in Christ, he will see us through to the other side. I don't know what's going on on the other side, guys. In this particular circumstance, there was a man in bondage severely in bondage, that needed deliverance, that needed to be set free. Everyone had given up on him. He didn't even live in the town with the people. He lived in the graveyard. Jesus came and spoke the word. He set free. What does God have for us on the other side? Aren't you excited? He's going to get us through this storm, guys. He's going to get us through the corona storm, okay? He's going to get us through the political storm. He's going to get us through the tornado storm. He's going to get us through whatever family storm you are going through right now. If you are in Christ, he will get us through. And we can have peace, even in the storm. Amen? All right. We're going to close things out. Alex, if you'd come up and just have a, a time of worship and do what this verse says in Philippians 4. 
those things that are weighing on us, and I know they are real. I'm not talking about some kind of mental denial. Oh, that's not really happening. Nope. Yeah, these things are real. These things happen to us. The fiery darts are real. One reason we come together is so that we can encourage each other and not just pat someone on the back and say, oh, it's going to be okay. You'll get through this. No, to, to lovingly encourage and stand with and pray with. And that, that's why our connect groups are so important. We get to come together and stand with each other. Those things that give us anxiety, those things that bring chaos into our lives, to come to Jesus and to bring those things to him. And my prayer today is that if any one of us is not in a place of peace right now, that we can get there. And then learn to come back quickly to that place when we get knocked over, when we get off balance. So Lord, we just thank you today that you're with us. We thank you that we are in Christ as believers, as those who have confessed that you are Lord, those who have given our lives to serve you, God. And once we come to you, those issues don't always go away immediately. And we have challenges, and we live in a world that is confusing and chaotic, but Jesus, you are the light of the world. Jesus, you are our peace. Jesus, you are Lord. You're our cornerstone. We're going to build on the sure foundation of your word. And so, God, we just bring our request to you right now. And I ask that you just give us your perfect peace. Lord, that peace that it speaks of in Isaiah, that you will put us in the fullest sense of shalom, of wholeness, when we focus and fix our mind on you. In Jesus' name we pray. You can stand if you want. You can kneel. You can come to the altar. You can walk. Whatever posture you need to connect with God, I just invite all of us right now to connect with him and to bring our requests to him.